0: It's Friday, October 27th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And today we continue our interview with David and Tara Melber and are just excited to continue to hear of the things that the Lord is doing through them and their family. And so, you know, David, you had even mentioned uh, before about, you know, the Sunday best that your kids would have on and knowing that what you see on Sunday is not always what you and Tara are dealing with at home. So knowing that you're always dealing with the brokenness of these children's stories, right? Uh, Adoption can be beautiful, but it always starts a place of brokenness. Uh, it, It wasn't God's best for any child to have to be removed or to lose their family. And so you're dealing with this brokenness, but how have you seen redemption and goodness in your family as well as the families that you serve?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think just that, I mean, we all do start in brokenness. We were born into sin. We, live in a sinful and broken and just fallen world and i think it 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 helps illustrate i mean not on one hand adoption helps illustrate how we're adopted into god's family but but also as we process through and help our kids process through you know their their background i mean each one of them have a very unique background and they have uh, tales that are very unique and personal to them. Perhaps they're repeated with many kids around the world. But nevertheless, it, it is an individual story. And I think it it forces us to drive them to God's word. It forces us, and here and again, in a good way, but it removes any other uh, things that we could use as comfort in their lives it is, it is the gospel. It is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that covers sin, that restores the brokenhearted. So, you know, if, if anything, it's been as sanctifying on Tara and I, and probably our, our other biological children as anything, uh, hearing of some of the stories, hearing of some of the background and the hurt, and then realizing that, you know, uh, out of perhaps at times desperation, we don't know, we're not equipped to give an answer for why these things happen aside from going to what what does God's Word say? that He is, he is the defender of those that are weak, He is the restorer of broken hearts. So uh, I mean, it's, it's helped us uh, perhaps realize uh, deeper uh, aspects of a life in Christ. And it's uh, helped our, you know, even our, our adopted children, it's helped them to realize that, you know, there is a source of peace. And it is knowing Jesus Christ as personal Savior and living in Him. And because of the forgiveness they've received, they're able to be forgiving towards circumstances in their past that are difficult, that they can't change. Hmm.
0: Tara, I guess as a mama, what are some ways that that you've seen this redemption and goodness in your family? And, you know, I mean, even as a mom, I know there probably been times that you maybe even wanted to to throw your hands up um, in desperation, but what are the, what's the good way that you've seen the Lord just bring that redemption and, and kind of renew you for the task at hand?
2: Well, I think back specifically to one story where one of our kids actually still has um, once a year contact with um, his biological mom. It just just through a letter, but it's a really sweet time. And our other two kids have not had that opportunity. And I remember one day he, um, you know, we receive these letters typically in the fall, but we never know when they're going to come, and they're um, they bring up a lot of emotion and. So our, our oldest um, adopted, or our oldest adopted daughter, she was kind of sitting in the living room. She heard her brother you know crying and feeling really upset and feeling very sad. And one of the sweetest moments of parenting I've ever seen in my life was she sat down and said, um, "Jonas, I, I can't say that I know how you feel because I don't have any contact with my family. So we can be grateful to the Lord that at least you have something." Mm-hmm. And that was really all she could say. But she just sat there and put her arm around him and hugged him. And they together had that just moment of we we understand each other. Mm-hmm. But we've told our kids many times when they're really struggling, you know, on this earth, we will not, not any of us will have the full restoration that we will before we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. so the Lord, though, can restore you as as much as possible here on this earth. He is a God of restoration. And, um, you know, there are lots of things that we can't fix. And we tell the kids often, you know, there are going to be things we don't understand, things we don't know. But we do know that the Lord formed you in your mother's womb, that he chose you to be in this family for your growth and for our growth. And we have to trust him. and so. We've, um, we just have to talk a lot. We have a lot of words. There's no question that's off the table around here. And sometimes they come at the most inopportune times that you think, how in the world are we having this moment right now? And we can say, you know, that you'd want to, I want to throw my hands up in the air. There have been days that have felt that way, but, but the Lord has really, um, has grown these kids and our biological kids and us in such tremendous ways through, Parenting in the trenches, there have just been some hard things, and um, I'm not gonna lie, it has not always been easy. And they are amazing kids-i mean, really awesome, amazing kids. And they've come so far, but boy, I tell you, it keeps you on your face before the Lord. Like, I am totally ill-equipped to do this, Lord. You're just gonna have to help me, and so. But we've seen them come such a long way, and they are so secure as sons and daughters of ours, and we just could not possibly have imagined this life that the Lord has given us through the hard and through the good. It has been nothing short of miraculous what He's done in our family.
0: Mm. that's a That's a beautiful picture of God's goodness and grace and mercy, and I know so many times. As believers, it's hard to imagine how we would ever be able to step into this type of brokenness without the hope of Christ, without the hope of the gospel for ourselves and for others. And I think the beautiful thing about all of that, too, is so many families who who are wrestling with a call towards adoption worry about their biological children and how will their biological children be affected. But, you know, it's, it's through this messiness and it's through uh, the hard times that really uh, character is formed, and it sounds like, and and I can see that that all of your children have just grown, even from Mary Tess, growing in character through the hardship of one another and bearing each another, one another's wounds and each another uh, others burdens, and ultimately pointing each other to Christ. Well, David, you obviously through your position at the North American Mission Board uh, are also working with the Cinder Leaf and. Certainly in the last several months, there's been no shortage of need for Send Relief to be able to go and and to help with natural disasters. We have the wildfires in California, the Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Maria. Uh, It seems like everywhere we turn, there's a, a natural disaster. But we also know that children and families are the ones that are standing in the wake of these natural disasters. So tell us a little bit about the overlap between what you do on a day job and kind of your family story through caring for brokenness. How you see your day job just really, uh, you know, overlapping with with families and children in brokenness.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that, you know, Sin Relief, we have really five main areas that we I say deal with I mean that we one want to create awareness around and then just help churches and individuals find ways that they can live their lives intentionally on mission and you know disaster relief is one of those main areas, as is foster care and adoption, so you know we're we're continually trying to create awareness around uh, issues big issues in this world, and we want to try to make them small and say, you know what? I mean, it is a big issue beyond human ability to eradicate um, perhaps the orphans across the globe this year. But collectively, as the church and as believers, we can make huge impacts on that if we will just do something. If we will, rather than be intimidated by, you know, a say a natural disaster in the proportion of Harvey, um, you know, some 185,000 homes flooded in Texas. And I, I just think about the stories there of families that were not in a floodplain that did not anticipate being flooded. And then they have water rising in their homes at night. And then you hear stories of, of fathers saying, you know, I, I first moved our animals outside. And then from that point, uh, I started carrying our children one by one out to try to get to where we could get somewhere safe that we could get away from this water." So it is a, um, you know, when you think about caring for the orphan, in many cases, we can see this as almost, we, we want to rescue and give an opportunity to this child that they otherwise would not have. And that is, that is really our heartbeat in, in the ministry that we're involved with here with Send Relief. We want to see people take action. And see people be rescued out of poverty or rescued out of human trafficking or rescued out of, you know, a, a foster care situation to, to allow that child to have a loving mother and a father and perhaps brothers and sisters, or to see people rescued out of a natural disaster where they've lost a home or perhaps lost loved ones. There are all opportunities for us to step out and attack what is a big issue, what is beyond, in a sense, maybe human ability to address, but God has commanded us to live our lives on mission, to be involved in some way, and to make a difference in the lives of those that are hurting. So it's a, it's kind of a hand-in-glove fit. I mean, we've, we've, we've seen it kind of lived out with our family dynamics as, as they've changed over the last 12 years, and we see this lived out. Uh, you know, kind of professionally in my vocational calling as well. So it's a, um, it's neat how they both intersect, and you know, it it helps give perspective. Um, you know, yes. because we've lived a little bit of it at home, we get to uh, use those experiences with those that we encourage to uh, do similar steps themselves.
2: I have to tell you a really funny story about Send Relief. One of the initiatives that that Send Relief has is called Restoring Dignity, which is basically a storage unit that's filled with suitcases and clothes and things like that. So that when children are removed from an an emergency situation in foster care, then the foster care um, social workers or case managers will call us. And then we go pack a suitcase full of a week's worth of clothes and take that to the children. Brand new clothes. So our kids have been super involved in this, mostly because we really need the help. Um, and so we were, I was up packing a suitcase with our youngest son, Isaac, who was born in Ethiopia. He's now 11. So we're packing suitcases and he said, so what's the story with these kids? And I said, well, I don't know a lot. I know this is how old they are. And they were in a really tough situation and they were put into care last night and they really don't have anything. They didn't even have shoes on. And he got super quiet. He's a real thought, uh, a real thinker. And so he's pondering and I could tell something was bothering him and, I said, Bud, what's, what's going on in your mind? And he's packing this suitcase just as neat as he could. And he said, so you're telling me these kids are mistreated, that they didn't have anything, they didn't even have shoes, and now they're in a safe place? And I said, yep, that's what I'm telling you, buddy, and we're just going to do all that we can to help them. And he said, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard, that a kid doesn't have a family. And I thought to myself, you were once that kid. And it's like, he didn't even think of himself that way anymore. And I had to like swallow, you know, really hard not to start crying, but it was just such a neat thing to be able to see him serving others, but that his mindset didn't even go to the fact that he was once that child.
0: Wow. What, what a beautiful picture of redemption and grace that, that he comes to that point of, of truly seeing that, that he is a Melber, and he is one of yours, and oh, that we all would have that same type of, of belonging in the family of God, to have no doubt in our mind that we, too, are children of God. Well, I, I thank both of you for being on here, just having this discussion, and just want to encourage those that are listening that while David and Tara are certainly uh, living out their life on mission, not just at home, but through the North American Mission Board and Send Relief, that even though in in Christendom we kind of put them on a platform uh, because they have these high profile jobs to be able to serve the body of Christ, uh, I just want to encourage us all that the same spirit that is alive in their family can be alive in your family as well because we are children of Most High God. And, and hopefully, this will just encourage you to disciple your families, to, sh- to point your families towards the gospel, and whether it's through foster care or adoption or orphan care, that in some way, that you would get engaged to care for the fathers and care for the poor, the needy, and the vulnerable. Thank you for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit lifeline.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.